Bueller. 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 Welcome back to Ferris Bueller Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off one minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And we're very proud to say that we have Neil Brown from the Mogwai Minute with us today. Hey, Neil. Hello. Hello. Hello, Neil. We're good. How are you? (laughs) I'm very well. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. We're so excited to have you on. I think it's going to be a fun week. You requested some Grace stuff, and unfortunately, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of it. But we oh, get a little some. bit at the beginning and the end of the week. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun to talk about. I, yeah, I particularly you, like Grace. We're building it up to Grace on, uh, uh, well, on we, Friday. She, she kind of bookends, doesn't she? We get a bit today, yeah, she and does. then I think we get some on Friday, too. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm excited to get to her today. <laughs> today, we're talking about minute number 11. Minute 11 starts with two absences. And it ends with a blank stare. Um, so, so we started to see at the end of the week last week, um, Rooney was telling Ferris's mother on the phone that Ferris has missed nine days. And then we started nine seeing the like times. countdown happen. Nine <laughs> times. Nine times. We started seeing it. the countdown happen on the screen and uh, it cut like midweek. So this week we finished the countdown. It lands on two. And then we cut to Ferris who looks at the camera and says, I asked for a car, I got a computer. How's that for being born under a bad sign? Well, if he would have got a car and not a computer, he wouldn't have been able to do what he just did. That's true. Also, yeah, but he wouldn't be bumming is, rides off of people. So he wouldn't be <laughs> exactly. bumming rides off. Exactly. This is a pretty nice computer. Um, for the for a, the year, yeah, it cost <laughs> five grand when it came out oh, in 1983. Lord. Yeah, that doesn't uh, surprise right. me. Yeah, this wow. is an IBM. PCXT, which stands for Extended Technology. Oh. Uh, and it says that it featured an Intel 8088 processor with a 10 megabyte hard drive <laughs> and 128 kilobytes wow. of RAM. It was $4,995 when it came off. Came out. Yeah, right. it's um it's interesting to to think what like computer hacking was like in, in the 80s. Yeah, um, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously going on, and and it was going on kind of throughout the fifties and sixties, and throughout the Cold War, and um, but I think it really kind of hit a golden age in the eighties when these personal computers became like available to people. Uh, I mean, prior to that, it was pretty rare, I guess, to have your own computer at home. Yeah. Um, but it was all kind of modems and computer lines, and um, and he obviously learned his skills, um, you know, from his experience in war games. Yes, exactly. He just he carried all that over with him. He stopped thermonuclear war. <laughs> exactly. And uh, uh, so and now he's this is a little everything. more low key. Um, a little bit, just a tad. Yeah. <laughs> but I think in in war games it's interesting because you kind of learn a bit more about how the how they do the hacking back in in the eighties. Um, not kind of in a super technical way. It's still a fun movie, but uh, you obviously don't get that here. He just knows how to do it. But yeah. I guess it's still probably pretty rare. For such a thing to go on, which is why, you know, Ed Rooney's just perplexed by this number that's going down. I think these days, if someone saw that, they would pretty much, you know, figure out what was going on. Yeah, he's he's watching it it 
countdown and and he just he panics he doesn't know what to do <laughs> well yeah he turns around and yells for grace <laughs> you you can't stop it like you could just watch it happen just you're like, just like what and, what? And what is this not only that but no understand. one else is witnessing mm-hmm. it so it's like okay like <laughs> what's going yeah. on what do i do yeah. so he yells for grace grace and and we cut to grace oh well, yeah at that point i just want someone else to see it like look at what like, i'm seeing sniffing white out or something She's oh, over yeah. there getting high off the white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, equivalent of, the equivalent of a huffing paint, I guess. I guess. I've heard of I've heard of people huffing paint and glue. Yeah. And like whippets was a thing like whippets? in the 70s. Uh whippet it's it's the aerosol Oh, like um, it's, it's like a, Cool Whip cans. Like yeah, the aerosol yeah, cans. Well not cool whip, but like, but like ready the whip. spray cans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That 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 gas that comes out oh. before your product comes out <laughs> they would like sniff that <laughs> and that's called whippets Whippet. oh my yeah. god i i learned that from like some comedy special that was talking oh, about i think dennis okay. leary talked about it uh so that's how so i know about whippets and i know about having glue and paint and that kind of stuff so i think it's funny she's she likes white her, out or liquid paper liquid paper yes <laughs> and and right you know when we see that shot of her doing this this is the best bit about it is is the little she gives a little whimper right at the end of the shot just before it cuts back to Ed. Mm. She just gives a little like Ooh. She needed that. This is her this <laughs> is her this is her coffee. It's her fix. Right. But do you think this is why she doesn't hear him? Because I mean he's he's she's clearly shouting zone. very she's loudly. She's just in like a, a stupor. A yeah. white eyed stupor. She can't <laughs> she can't hear him. Yeah, because he yells he yells for her a couple of times. Like a few, few times. times. Oh yeah. She's on and she's right there. She's yeah, not far. she doesn't respond. She's like at maybe all like ten minute. feet away. She's just in the next room. <laughs> yeah. He could see uh, her desk from his desk. Right. Like, this is so what ridiculous. I love about her because she's just in her own world, isn't she? Yeah. She's not paying attention to him at all. Yeah, she's just going about her business in her own way. Good mm-hmm. for her. She's like, I, I got my own business over here. <laughs> <laughs> this whiteout business. <laughs> this whiteout business. Mm-hmm. Let me get a couple of sniffs of this, and I'll be right with you. <laughs> yeah. <I'll> t- <laughs> I need this before I can't deal with this right now. I really. <laughs> do, you, oh, do you think? Do you think Ferris is a bit ambitious going for two? Maybe he could have mm-hmm. left it at like three or four. Uh, most I don't know what it was back then, but I know for most schools now, you're that seems about for a semester. A I semester? think you're allowed to only have two. Really, okay. a semester is like because a semester is like what three four months. Yeah, so so you get two semesters I, I, in a school year, so it's like between January and now. I think you're allowed to have like two or three, like mm. six days or whatever. Um, right. Before, but you have what? to have the call. But you have to have the okay. call. Oh, okay. The parents right. should call. She she forgot. D- she forgot to call. Well, so we talked a little bit. We're gonna we're, we'll talk about Katie Bueller in a second. Um, we talked a little bit about last week how Rooney doesn't really seem to know how to talk to. Adults. adults he had that weird string of cliches of like he's yeah. just leading you down the primrose path like that whole thing <laughs> last week um and so here like it, it seems like she's finally got to the point where she's like fed up with this conversation and she's like look i can give you every assurance mr rooney that ferris is home and he is very ill in fact i debated on whether or not i should even leave him could you imagine if she had stayed home Oh, his whole plan would have been... Just ruined the whole ruined. day. I wish you would have. It would have been hilarious. It's like, oh, you're just so sick. I'll I'll stay here and take care of you. And he's like, no, mom, I'll be no, fine. No, I promise. No, no, no. Oh, he's, he's got them so wrapped around his, his little oh, finger. Oh, that he would totally never does. Have oh, it's ridiculous. He, he would have had some way to get her out. 
assured her, like, no, no, I'll be fine. Like, you can call me if like, you... Like, oh, mom, do you know what would really make me feel good? Like, this particular soup that you <laughs> can only get from this bistro. She has to go to Decatur. Yeah, she... Across <laughs> town. She has to go it's away in San Francisco. town. <laughs> like, oh, I need, I need this soup. This, this particular thing, that's exactly what'll make me or feel better. Or this medicine, you know. Send her on some quest, <laughs> some epic mission. It's a but side it's a good, quest. it's a good <laughs> point quest. you make, Gary. Because um, I mean, Ed Rooney's is obviously used to talking to children a lot. Yeah, and yeah. whereas um, Katie Bueller's used to talking to adults a lot. Right. And, uh, yeah. And, and I guess that comes across, right? Yeah, you kind of see them. Um, I don't say butting heads, but it just it seems like they're on different levels. And so when she 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 definitely like with the like. Look, I can give you every like that look. It's just like I'm it's like I'm, it. I'm I'm ten, I'm ending this conversation right now. Yeah. Like yeah. he's sick. Say what you want. Well, do you find that when you meet teachers, um, they do sometimes kind of because they're just used to talking to kids, but talking mm-hmm. like as a teacher to kids, it's a very particular thing. Do you find that sometimes they can't switch that off? And if you're, you know, maybe you have a friend who's a teacher and and you just catch them sometimes talking to you or to other people like they're talking to their children in school. Victoria and I are sitting here kind of laughing because uh, you're, you're, you're striking the nail on the head. I have yes. a friend of mine. We, we have a mutual friend. Gary's uh, known this person longer than I. Yeah. Who is a teacher. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It like, definitely comes through sometimes because she, oh she my teaches goodness. like middle school kids, I think. So I even believe younger so. than the Ferris age. And so you definitely get sometimes when she's talking about stuff, I'm just like, oh, you don't have to talk down to me. Like, like I'm not a child, like, and I'm not your student. You need to back off a little bit. And I think that's kind of how she feels here. She's like, you don't need to talk down to me like this. Like, I'm yeah, sorry I like, didn't whoa. call, but he's sick. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, yeah. Here it is. <laughs> no, you, yeah, it is very funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what Ed Rooney's got going on. Because I, yeah. I think he's, he just can't flip like that from talking to i mean probably even the way he talks to grace sometimes is mm-hmm. is a bit like that when she she could grace right? herself she's the, she's the seems very well, like she kind of flatters him a little bit we can get to that later right maybe. oh yeah she does but um i think she kind of admires him but I no think, I, I think and grace I think, genuinely does like rooney like, and he like, likes to keep her around because even though like they butt heads and he drives her crazy sometimes she does admire him they have an interesting yeah relationship yeah and i think it borders on like like pretty much a friendship i feel I think like e- yeah. i think it's partly an ego thing like she definitely like feeds him a little bit because he doesn't get right. any respect from the students oh no no not at all i mean <laughs> That's I, I i feel like there is a lot of like teachers that i look back on uh-huh. that i look on fondly now but i'm pretty sure at the time i was like a pain in the butt <laughs> and i thought the teacher was a pain in the butt oh yeah but in actuality, like, they're, like, the best. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, what was they I thinking? I'm, like, a stupid... I'm just a stupid kid who thinks that I know things and I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. And then we'll, we'll see we'll see the extension of, like, Rooney not knowing how to deal with adults even later. Because when he leaves the school and yeah. we see him, like, in the pizza parlor, like, he doesn't he doesn't know how to like, talk to anybody. No, like, no. Oh, no. He's so no, awkward. He's, he is. He's yeah. socially awkward. <laughs> His school, the school is his domain. And once he steps foot out of there, like, he's just another guy. He's lost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, where he just I, falls where's my further authority? and further over the course of the movie. It's so sad. Aww. It's not sad. Poor. I don't want to say poor Rooney. 
I do I like kinda, Rooney. I do though. too. I do like Rooney, and I understand, and I've already explained that that I feel for him having this mm. job because this is probably not a very fun job at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't want this job. So what is his and job? He's dean of students, right? Dean of yes. students. So basically, his job is to make sure that the kids are there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, th- so I think is, is there a principal as well? I, I would I assume. Think so. I think never it's like him. a separate position. Well, actually, you know, I want to I want to go a little bit further. We've been entertaining the thought that like because this is shot at the same school and has the same name as the school from Breakfast Club, they had different mascots. Oh. We're gonna get to that. Oh, okay. Tisa. Right. Uh, all right. I have some notes for that later this week because we did see a Shermer poster last week, right? But it wasn't like a uh, like go team poster, which right. we do see this week. Right. And I will point it out to you when we get to it. Uh, what kind of animal it is? I will point it out to you when we get to okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we have the end of this conversation when she's talking, and she says, "I can assure you, he is truly a very sick boy." And then we cut to Ferris sitting on the end of his bed with a clarinet. I feel like that's his dad's hat. I think that's the hat that he's wearing. Um, I think that's the hat that was on his mannequin that he's going to be wearing later when he goes to pick up Sloan. Like that adult outfit. Yeah, basically. Consists the of creepy a trench coat. Yeah. Like he's going to be go flashing people. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's has, what I think of. <laughs> has he changed from when he was on the computer? Because when he was on the computer earlier in this minute, he looked like he was just wearing some kind of day robe yeah, over his um, kind of white know, t-shirt. I, uh... Is that his clothes after he just got out of the shower, like a white shirt? And... He, he changes his clothes a lot. I, I did make a note in the beginning of this minute, he does seem to have like a, like a collared shirt, but the collar's kind of like flipped up. It's not, um... And it looks mm. like it's a different color than this button down he's wearing here. But then he's going to change again later this week. And and John Hughes mentions it like if you like take a day off and you're home alone at school and he's just like changing his clothes, like trying to figure out what he wants to do with his, he's just bored and so he's changing and he'll wear like a bunch of different outfits before we get like the Ferris Bueller outfit. Yes. So he's got this one here and then we'll change again in a couple of minutes. Yeah. So the clarinet bit, Victoria. Yes. We We briefly mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, that you know, he he clearly can't play this clarinet. No, so no. Like, why is this clarinet <laughs> bit even in this? Um, so whose clarinet is it? It was just on. It was set dressing, and Matthew Broderick told John Hughes like, "Oh, I can play that," and he was like, "Okay, like let's get some some of you like playing the clarinet," and then he he of course obviously can't play the clarinet. So even the line of him going "Never had one lesson" is like ad libbed by Matthew Broderick like mm. on the day. They're like, "This is hilarious. Let's use this." All right. It is funny. I do like that that scene in that line so much. You have mm-hmm. no idea. It's, it's probably, not, it's it's probably one script. of my favorite things in the whole movie mm-hmm. is him doing that. But I was just like, oh. There's a couple of really great is this? improvised moments. I just assume like maybe it's his dad. <laughs> his dad's clarinet. His dad. Maybe his dad was in band when he was in school. Maybe. Uh, I think it's telling us that, um, you know, he's got a bunch of stuff and it's not necessarily inexpensive stuff. Yeah. But but he doesn't use it. It's not, you know, it these this I don't know, it's superfluous to his life and but mm-hmm. you know, it he's like just getting anything. these things and and collecting these expensive things. So it's telling us that they're kind of fairly affluent. I mean, we've seen the house you know, yeah. or we do we get to see the house and uh and obviously that they they're doing well uh and we get to see kind of kind of what his dad does for a living. Um we we don't get to see what Cameron what his parents do for a living but they're mm-hmm. obviously even even more well off they're they're super loaded the yeah fries. but these guys 
you know, this is this to me just saying like, you know, my my parents bought me this clarinet, but I just have never used it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those kind of things. Just it's it doesn't matter to him. He's not yeah attached to it in any way. I was I was trying to make Ferris sound good, and then you had to go make Sarah sound bad, because that tells me like, oh, I, I I had a passing fancy, and I wanted this thing. Buy me this thing, okay? And then throw it in the corner. Yeah. And that never makes gets that used. makes Ferris sound like Veruca Salt. Like, buy well, me this, buy me this clarinet. Well, he has a lot of random things that are just sitting in his room. True, but that aren't necessarily being used all the time. I'm not saying That's he's true. as spoiled sounding as, like, <laughs> you know, throw a tantrum, but I do. Like, he does obviously have his parents wrapped around his finger. All he would have to do is like, oh, like maybe he was I in want band this. and then decided he mm. didn't want to be in band. Yeah, but you my little sister is a clarinet. My little sister is a clarinet, and she only played for like a year, I think, in middle school or like freshman. And doesn't remember or something. I don't anything anymore. No, I mean I've never played a musical instrument. I assume it's like maybe, and I don't know how to ride a bike. I, cause I was going to use the analogy. I go, maybe it's like riding a bike. You just go back to it and you still know it. But I can't even use that because I don't know. I, I yeah, know. well, I think that's like a balance thing. That's like a like a muscle memory thing. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine that learning to play an instrument is like learning to speak another language. If you're not using it, then it's a skill that can like then it'll go wear away. down. Yeah. Okay. I guess. I don't, I also don't play an instrument. Yeah, so, so it's like, I don't. Do you play an instrument, Neil? Stuff. No, I used to, well, when, when I went to school, uh, in junior school, we all had to take violin lessons. Oh. So ha- for like a year. mandatory? Yeah, for a year. So I played the violin for a year. Um, and then as soon as I could kind of opt out, I opted out. Um, so do you think you'd be able to play something now? No. No. Well, <laughs> I would, like, know, no, I would know how to hold it and how to kind of, you know, make, make it make noise. I don't know if like I could the do basics. the same with a clarinet, though. Like, just picking one up, having never had a lesson. Some of these kind of woodwind instruments are not easy to just, you know, you've got to breathe in the right way. and you yeah. got to hold it the right way. And I don't think I can yeah. do that. Right? If it's as easy as just kind of messing around with it. But then I did take some piano lessons for a couple of years uh, at the same school. Um but then my parents bought me a Super Nintendo, and then <laughs> the window. And, and, and then Super Nintendo became my life. That's the instrument. Uh, play. Pretty much, Super yeah. Nintendo. When I was, uh, yeah, in my when I was ten years old, yeah. Well, I mean, Super <laughs> Nintendo is like one of the best early gaming systems. Oh yeah, I have oh, yeah. so many games for the Super Nintendo. I still have it. I still play it. I still have mine. Oh, there That's you awesome. go. Don't play it as much, but I do still have it. When yeah, I don't play it as did much. <laughs> See, they can have a Nintendo. It's 1986. I was about to ask you. Does he have uh, uh, 1986 and 1985? The original NES came out. Oh. Yeah. So they was, could have I'm an sure NES. Ha- I'm sure he has one somewhere. There's got to be one somewhere. I'm so bummed that I I've looked at everything in his room. There's no NES in his room. Not that we've seen. Maybe a family room. It's for it's Maybe. Genie and him can both play it, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see that happening. Yeah, no kidding. No, uh, maybe because of their age, mm. it's not something that they're super into. Maybe. Yeah, he's a bit older. Yeah. Because what a, a year ago he would have been like what seventeen. Yeah. And she would yeah. have been sixteen or whatever. How old she's supposed to be? He would have been the kind Basically of person going yeah. down to like arcades and things. I could see him being like really good at like arcade games. I seems see, very. I can savvy. see him. Uh, I can see him like swindling the machine to get free <laughs> plays. Yeah. 
Yeah. That well, I can like see him you know, hitting the arcade. Trick, trick the, quarters the kind of, to, to not have to like pay that. for things. Yeah. You know, all those dishonest things. I can oh. see him doing that. A quarter with a string tied around it to pull yeah. it back out of the... Does that yeah. work? That doesn't work. Uh, used to be able to work. <laughs> That's For older machines. Machines real. had to be changed to counteract that where there's a catch so oh, that you so can't, can't pull can't it back, back out. out. Oh. I mean, they used to. I mean, that's the whole reason why that's a, an, a thing that I you see. I always thought there was like something from cartoons. <laughs> well, like, there's there's a little truth to anything that gets referenced and stuff. I like, the only reason why they would show that is because it could have been... It was a thing to, mm. you know, maybe for a brief history of time. Cool. So year wise, he could have a Nintendo. We just don't see it. Yeah. He could have a Nintendo. Instead, he's playing the clarinet very badly. <laughs> very badly. He's got a lovely. Um, I mean, his bedroom's awesome, and I know you guys have his talked bedroom about his is bedroom. Awesome. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of cool stuff. But I was reading um, that John Hughes is the one who kind of put it all together. Yeah. As a, as opposed to a, a you know a set decorator or, or ba- based it on his own. Style. You said. Yeah, I think a lot of it was inspired by the stuff that he had on his own walls. Um, just sort of that eclectic, like, gathering of things. He wanted to sort of represent Ferris's mind and how it's just sort of all over the place, and he's got interests in everything, and that's why, like, all the different groups in high school, everyone likes him because he's just all over the... I don't know, he just has such a, an open um, kind of smattering of things that he's interested in. Yeah, it's a pretty wide spectrum. There's some pretty obscure stuff in there as well. Um, but... Uh... We only, the only one I can kind of, we don't get a lot of the bedroom in this minute, um, but there's quite a prominent Killing Joke banner yes. behind him, um, which is an English band from the late kind of 70s and 80s uh, and then kind of through to the 90s. But they were really prominent around this time. And in fact, their best album, um, which is called Night Time, came out in 85. So, you know, probably when they were recording this. Yeah, that's awesome. So I think, I feel like what, I feel like Ferris kind of like, because it because that's quite timely and topical, I kind of feel like he would be constantly changing his bedroom. Things mm-hmm. go up, things come down. As his kind of mood changes or his fads change or his interests change. Because yeah. it is quite a wide spectrum and there's a lot of stuff going on. And I it just seems feel like, like as, we, kind of, as we've been going be through a lot of like, like that. Yeah, a lot of the posters on his wall and things like that are for like music albums and things. And most of them are really contemporary. We talked about, I think in the first week, there's a there's a poster for the song, Don't You Forget About Me. Which mm. has a ref like on the poster it says like made popular by the John Hughes movie Breakfast Club, and uh, just like I think that's oh, really right. fun and meta. But it's like oh this movie like just came out and he's got this thing on his wall for it. Like it's all very yeah. um yeah he must be constantly changing like the posters and things. I think so. Just like a true collector. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Victoria, you would know. I do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, along with that um, Killing Joke poster, there's also two for a group called Flesh for Lulu um, for the songs <laughs> Blue Sister Swing and Baby Hurricane. And then uh, we can also see, we, we talked about the Brian Ferry Slave to Love poster in, in the first oh, yeah. couple minutes um, that you can see the woman that's got her arms kind of bound above her head. So uh, that shows me that, that he's sitting on the end of his bed, like looking down at the floor as he's playing the clarinet. Oh, there. right. It's interesting seeing like the different perspective shots around the around the bedroom. I never really thought about like the construction of the layout of his room until we started doing this like by the mm. minute. It's cool. And then we get just a tiny bit, well more than a tiny bit, about 15 seconds of Ben Stein at the Those end of this minute. Thick-looking glasses. <laughs> oh my He's goodness. Great. They're like Coke bottles. Yeah. 
We'll talk. I think I want to save the Ben Stein talk for tomorrow because that's the entire minute, <laughs> right? Just Ben Stein minute tomorrow. There you go. Yeah. Come back tomorrow for Ben Stein minute. <laughs> Win Ben Stein's minute. No. <laughs> Win Ben Stein's minute. Perfect. There you go. Perfect. Yep. Uh, Neil, did you have anything else you wanted to add for this particular minute before we move on? Uh, yeah, the only note that we we kind of uh, I kind of skipped past was. Um, was about Katie Bueller. Oh, yes. Um, because I don't think we're going to see her for the rest of this this week. I don't think so Possibly either. Not. Yeah, I think that was the end of it. Um, and my only note is that I think she's pretty hot. All right. Oh, in, so did right. in an eighties kind of way. Uh, in a yes, yes, <laughs> in an eighties kind of way. Perfect. Um, Ricky likes to say like, "Oh, that chick, like, yeah, she's eighties hot." <laughs> she's eighties oh, yeah. hot. Yeah, like, yeah. see, Neil knows. Like, when you say eighties hot, it's just like yes. Yes, like you're only yeah. acceptably hot in the 80s and like that's it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's right. Poor Cindy Pickett. I know. Oh, well. Well, I mean, I mean, Lyman Ward liked her enough that they got married for a while. So he yeah. thought she was 80s hot. All right. I don't know how long. Can't say the same there, for him. No, Sorry. No, he's no. He's, uh, he's kind of a dweeb. <laughs> I like him a lot. Ferris well, or Cameron, they're both cute. So Oh, there you go. I like Sloan. You like Sloan more than Jeannie? Yeah. But Jeannie, I love Jeannie. I mean, she's great. Jennifer but... Grey is amazing. She, oh, yeah. She's got a good arc in this movie. We'll, t- we, uh, we'll see her later this week. Pre-nose job. <laughs> we'll see her later I will this always week. say that. And I'm like, post-nose job, no no, thank you. Oh, poor Jennifer Grey. Ruined her career. I'm telling you. Yeah. There you go. Neil, how about you let people know where they can find you? Sure. Um, well, I do uh, a similar thing to you guys. Um but with the movie Gremlins from 1984. Um, and myself and my co-host George can be found on the Mogwai Minute. Um, and we're on the usual places you find podcasts uh, like iTunes and uh, Stitcher and Google Play and places like that. And, uh, and you can find us pretty much everywhere on social media at the Mogwai Minute. Yeah, go check out that show, guys. It's a lot of fun. We are, we are fans. I've been listening for... For a Fans while and, now. And guests as well, because yeah. you were on uh, ooh, a, while, a while back now. I know, huh? it's so weird thinking, like, I've been listening to the show now for, oh man, like a couple months, I think, but at the time that we were on the show, I hadn't even seen the movie. It's <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. That was a good week. I still haven't watched the second one. I haven't decided what's going to happen with uh, when you guys get to season two. So uh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. We'll see. We'll see. All right, and you can find us at DuelingGenre.com along with uh, so many other shows, um, a bunch of minute shows, Lord of the Rings, Back to the Future, which is wrapped up, Spider-Man, Toy Story, uh, this show, Harry Potter Minute, which we've wrapped up for this season, a bunch of others, Geek by Night. I can keep going on and on and on. It's a lot. So <laughs> go check out DuelingGenre.com and uh, come back tomorrow as we talk about Minute 12 of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Donka Shane. No, no, I want to do, uh, Grace! (laughs) (laughs) I was was, was like, I already know what you're going to do.